Whether it's demotivational, crackhead Craigslist, charcuterie board, or mall ninja shit. There's a sub for that. Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. That's your host, Willie McBean, and his magic machine. (laughs) (laughs) He's sweet. He's salty. It's not Nature's Valley. It's Scott Carolla. (laughs) We're a show all about Reddit. Covering all the ups and down votes in about 30 minutes. If you like the show, you can find more of us. On TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Or Naruto running right next to Zion Williamson. Welcome back to another episode. This week, we're we're just going to get in and we're not going to waste your time. We uh, Except for that. It, well, I mean, this little part and, and maybe the next <laughs> couple <of> seconds. <laughs> Sometimes we prepare ourselves like right before the show and ramp up to recording. Sometimes I have a day off and I like to get everything prepared. And speaking of being prepared this week, I learned that there is something called the preparedness paradox. It means wait, I'm not prepared for this. Is that a problem or is that Uh, part of this? It could be, but it's preparation for a danger. Like that's mm, the, that's the most prepared you should be uh, always not a sponsor, but we'd take that butt money. So preparation for a danger, like an epidemic, a natural disaster, et cetera, can keep people from being harmed by that danger. However, People might not see the negative consequences from the danger, so they wrongly conclude that the danger wasn't that bad to start with. I think a lot of people do this, right? I mean, just look at their most recent disaster (laughs) that we just went through. There are still people to this day who got COVID and survived, and they're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Didn't just wipe out a million people. It wiped out more. It wiped out more. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It wiped out so many people. So many people. There was a trend on TikTok this week of this girl, and she just got lambasted. Mm -hmm. Rightly so. Once I explain what she did, you will agree. She went out and said, here's why I am not going to get my child. She's younger than us, Scott. She's like, here's why I'm not going to get my child vaccinated. Unironically said, when was the last time you heard of somebody getting polio? Why would my kid need polio? <laughs> that's exactly right. That's that's exactly right. We've lived so long that there have been generations that have not experienced this awful disease. And it's all yeah. because we've spent all this time and money getting to the point where we've eradicated it. This is uh, a throwback to last week or a couple episodes ago. Claudius underscore Telonius says, yes, the world didn't end after Y2K. And no one said, well, it's a good thing we put in a few hundred million man hours correcting code. And they just said, see, I told you it was nothing. They actually corrected the code. I had no idea. Dude, dude, (laughs) so many people spent, I'm sure, the entire year of 1999 just preparing for that one second in the flip. I was listening to another podcast, definitely not a big name podcast. They, they, they only have a few listeners, but it was called the film cast and they, it's like the biggest movie podcast. Anyways, 
they never heard were talking it. about they were talking about Y2K and I think there's probably plenty of listeners Scott who genuinely don't know what that was. Some people only know it as like an ironic wrestling term, Y2J. Oh, that was but a even thing. That, I never watched wrestling. Yeah. yeah. It's uh it's just weird that this thing that we've we've all experienced, but we just I've never been able to put a name to it. It also can hurt you in your pocketbook if you think about it. <laughs> Rich Grinchlia said that uh, emergency manager here, it's 100% correct, and that's why we also see our funding cut. Oh, that natural disaster wasn't so bad. Guess you didn't really need all that money. Well, the sad thing is, like, what's the solution? I mean, I grew up in the Scouts, so our motto was always be prepared. And it's kind of you prepare for anything and everything that can happen. And we have a lot of people that aren't in, you know, <laughs> they're not in situations where fill in the blank and they lives aren't. are on the line. <laughs> you know, they don't go into they don't go into emergency services. They don't go into government. They don't go into the sciences. All these people doing all this research all the time trying to improve life. Right. And and they're just kind of holding everything at bay. So they just never know how many people are working behind the scenes to keep things running. I was reading a little bit also about nuclear disaster because that's been in the news recently. Just not the thing we you just it. Oh, God. But basically, the the number one thing that immediately happens after a nuclear disaster that will decimate the world is famine because all the major uh I guess cities that are taken out first, all the distribution goes next. So you can't move fuel. Mm. You can't move food from point A to point B. Most of the world will suffer and die. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry to bring up such a gloomy story on the first one, but I just find it fascinating. Yeah, it's super, super fascinating. I also just thought about like the irony in this situation what I would do if I was there, but I listened to John Oliver's show this week and he was talking about Afghanistan. And one of the things that's being said is that there is a surplus of food, but because the world's funding has been shut off once the Taliban took over, right? most every person doesn't have enough money to buy food. And therefore, you have all of this food, but you have all of these businesses that are like, I can't give it to you because I'm not getting anything in return. So then the food is spoiling. It's going to waste. Isn't it ironic? Don't put the song in there, Willie. Don't you think about it. <laughs> that, all, that, that there's enough food, but people can't buy it. We deal with that problem here. It's not just in Afghanistan. It's it's the same thing. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. If if we right. have an overabundance of food, we should give it away. But that's just me and my uh, Kami Pinko thinking over here, right? Yeah, you bastard. Th man, how times have changed. Speaking of how times have changed, this week, teachers are in their new classrooms, probably outdated in old classrooms if you're from the United States. Oh, they're, they're getting, getting ready, ready to go back. Well, as I was reading through Reddit, the UK kept coming back to me. They kept popping up. And this week in Ask UK, there's a post that says, Teachers who've been teaching for a while, what changes have you noticed over time from the kids that you're teaching? I think some of these answers might surprise you. Before you dive in, is it kind of like in the past couple of years, pandemic related? Or is it just 
are there a couple of people that gave like last five, last 10 years examples? I think they're just trying to say trends over time, what they've okay. noticed. Gotcha. So the top post here, Scott, I think is maybe one of the most interesting ones. It says, uh, I'm a teaching assistant. I work with ages four through seven. In the 12 or so years that I've been doing this job, I've noticed that toilet training has become a major issue. We're getting more and more kids starting in reception, which I'm assuming is kindergarten, who aren't toilet trained, and the parents expect us to do it. Interesting. Obviously, that's going to be different. There's more starting who can't even attempt to write their own name, feed themselves, or get dressed without a little bit of help. Wow. I remember kindergarten a little bit, but that's isn't that where you learn to write your name? Like I remember learning the alphabet and the numbers. That's what I thought too. Age four to seven, we start. That's when you should learn to write your name. So maybe yeah. this teacher is just a little fed up with what they're doing. And here, you, at least here in the states, like preschool, yeah, I, I definitely don't think you're supposed to be expected to teach them how to potty train. That should be done at home. But to like get dressed and stuff, that that seems kind of like basic basic knowledge. It just makes me wonder: could this be better access to school? Like, let's let's break this down a little bit, right? Maybe yeah. there are underprivileged youths who ha- whose parents hadn't had access to schooling and and uh, and upbringing in the same way, and now they're going to school for the first time. Some of these families, and maybe that wasn't ingrained as a cultural thing. Yeah, it could be, too, that based on the way things are, you know, the parents are getting less time to spend with their children because they have to work Mm. more. And so they're just kind of shoving those what would be normally considered basic responsibilities off to the primary educators. That's a disturbing trend. What else? (laughs) I'm going to flip it and give you a positive one here. Okay think this person names space james says i think they might be a little nicer to one another and less likely to make fun of people for something that is different about them for example if someone said something racist or homophobic they'd be up in arms and say that isn't right they're very aware of social issues oh yeah 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 you see that a lot more thankfully when we grew up, there was all these movies that just basically said that high school was torture as hell. And there were bullies and stuff that would pick on anybody who wasn't tough or jocks or, you know, in the, the popular kids, non-symmetrical people, those types of things. I would like to think now, having generations seen all of that before, they, they must have gone back and like their parents watched this movie and they're like, oh, well, that doesn't seem right. Why would they do that to that person? And so if it happens in real life, they can stand up and they feel empowered to stand up. I, yeah, I think that's one of the things we should be most proud of. Any generation of youth is that for the most part, they're more inclusive and open minded of people that are different than them. Mm-hmm. And every generation that has come since us, I think, has elevated that bar. So if we're seeing that to a further degree, do you think do you think that this is? If we survive that long, yeah, we got like maybe two more generations. (laughs) Okay, well, to end it, Scott, Rufus Boland has a few things to say from their 25 years of teaching. Good for you, Rufus. 
far more drama in school about stuff that's gone down out of school. Usually social media related. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kids are far more addicted to their phones to the point that they'd rather get isolated or excluded than even hand them over. Wow. Anxiety and other mental health conditions. While a fairly large portion of these are genuine, there's sadly some kids who fake it just for the attention. And lastly, better personal hygiene. You know, these nine-year-olds have been here because the place reeks of Axe body spray rather than just (laughs) pongy pits. The late 90s were really pungent. (laughs) Double pits to chesty. (laughs) Always. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of stinky guys, this week in Shower Thoughts, men in older generations were more homophobic than our current generation. But they were also more comfortable being naked around other men. True. Very true. (laughs) Willie, you and I grew up in West St. Paul. You remember going to the... Scott, I need to tell you that the only time I've ever been to a YMCA, I was not an adult. Oh. And I have seen more male penis there. I've seen more male penis, adult male genitalia at a YMCA as a child than I've ever seen since turning 18 and above. As someone who has frequented Greco-Roman baths, can you confirm or deny that there were children present at these places? There were not. No children in the, what some would can say is the very openness of Europe. Correct. But if you go to your local Y, there might be old balls from the window to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! If only there were windows. And hold on. So you and I, you and I, Scott, two dudes. We don't know the answer for the flip side of this, which would be like the women's locker room. But mm-hmm. what I can tell you is, when I go to the gym, I only see people that are fifty plus. I see their nuts. Used to think they were crazy, but you can clearly see their nuts. <laughs> There's there is one guy who. Likes to, like, put one foot up on uh-huh. the bench. This guy's our age. One foot up on the bench, lean over, and dry his feet. Did I'm sorry. Did he wear boxers as a child? What a hairy asshole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you could, like, scrub an elephant with it, you know? like. Oh. Just... <laughs> you know those green bristle pads that you uh, wash dishes yeah. with? That's where it comes from. <laughs> it's harvested. Just... <laughs> It's just one slice off. Dude's loaded, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the irony is is not lost on me, but how can you go from just spewing all this hate (laughs) towards another dude when... If they if they hadn't said anything, you you might be standing next to them in the locker room saying, like, how are they hanging? I don't have to ask. (laughs) And you just look down, and there they are. Yeah. Tuck them back up. Hey, buddy, come on. Tuck it up a little bit. <laughs> suck, them in, suck it in. When you go to the gym, do you notice more people that are just kind of like conservative about their their nakedness? 
or do you think surprisingly i can't tell if they're conservative or liberal at the gym scott oh god generally people are not walking around with their elephants tattooed on their ass i plead the fifth hats (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes sometimes you i'm gonna tell you a a weird little fact that i found out according to the american public health association from 1926 to 1962 nice little palindrome there it was mandated that you had to swim nude at the ymca that that totally makes sense to me why there's a there's an answer as to why but i want to hear not as to why that was the case (laughs) but because of what my parents had told me they had they had men's swimming classes in in middle school and high school and women's swimming classes and it was all nude shut up really wow their swim classes had no swimsuits they all just swam in the nude now their their gym teacher is in jail (laughs) (laughs) not a joke for probably all the reasons you could just like uh, write down yeah that was to be expected i guess um but mad libs answer that one (laughs) the reason why was because back in the day swimsuits were made of a hundred percent wool and so all the fibers would clog the filtration systems of the pools. Or at least that's what the gym teacher said. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I couldn't imagine. Would, would that be something you'd be comfortable with? I've never been comfortable with my naked body. <laughs> I would love to hear from somebody who's like, yeah, this doesn't bother me at all. My partner, on the other hand, is like, I, she had a stint living in Colorado and was around a lot of people who were nudists. And she's like, Hippies, yeah, I'm very yeah. comfortable. And I'm like, okay. It's I'm just... comfortable with my own body in the privacy of my own home. Like, I don't usually. Yes. This is a little bit too much information for people that may know me. But uh, if I'm in my house and it's a day off, sometimes I'm just in my underwear. I've been there for that. I know, it's it's I keep my my house at a nice cool 74 degree. <laughs> Should probably warm it up a little bit there, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of glizzies. What? That's what they're saying right now, right? Hot dog is a glizzy. Glizzy is shorthand for uh, what a porn star would call his penis. If anybody wants to know the etymology of glizzy, you now know. But I <laughs> Terrible I'm segue. Putting this it on a t-shirt. <laughs> the secret parenting code that said, my kid just texted me hot dog. Oh, yeah. I know you, what you mean. Did now. you read this? Okay. I, I did it. read this story, but yeah. Yeah. So Continue. we've all been there. Hopefully this was not a situation that I was in, but I want to know your thoughts on it. This parent writes, it's, co- it's a code for, I want to come home, but I want it to be your fault. Any random emoji when we're not texting each other will work. He was supposed to be staying the night at a friend's house. So I was concerned when I got this text after I'd already gone to bed. I called him and told him, hey, you were supposed to unload the dishwasher before you left. Now you've lost your privileges to spend the night. I'm going to be over there in five minutes. Get your stuff. He got in the car and I asked what was up. He said his friend's grandpa was making him feel a little uncomfortable, but he didn't know how to tell his friend. So he wanted to leave instead. His friend's grandpa used to work as uh, Willie's parents' swimming coach. 
Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I thought this was really cool. And as somebody who does not have a child currently, it's it's awesome to see like parents be supportive and have their own kind of communication style mm-hmm. with their children to say, hey, you know, like, I understand what it was like to be a kid. I was a kid, too. You know, you want to go out and have fun. I don't think you should do this. I don't think you should drink. But I understand what kids do. I don't think you should go and put yourself into these situations that might be a little bit dangerous. But I understand. Kids are going to rebel. But no matter what, I don't care, like, what kind of trouble you're in. If you're in jail, if you knock somebody up, like... I'm going to be there for you. We're going to get through this together. We're going to figure it out. I agree. I'm assuming if you were to have children, that would be a stance that you would have. Hopefully. Is there anything in the comments from this that says people like use other forms of communication or any other examples? Because the the hot dog to me is a new one. And Glizzy is a brand new one. (laughs) The random emoji is is interesting. I that part I guess I didn't understand. But also, are they really looking over your shoulder, your friend? Why couldn't you just say something else? But uh, it might. It, yeah, I, that that was the other thing I thought of too. When you text that, do you have to put like the mom on speakerphone saying like, "You didn't fill the dishwasher. You better get your ass ready. I'm coming there to pick you up. How mm-hmm. dare you lie to me? Like what level?" Do you take it? I'm fully prepared to go like uh, method acting if my kid is in this situation, right? I will Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> I will say you put speakerphone on right now. Anyone is within earshot. Like I'm giving an Oscar-worthy performance as why that kid's ass is grass, <laughs> and everyone on the other side of that line will fear me when I show up. You're the the howler scene from Chamber of Secrets. I get it. I get it. Um, Ronald! (laughs) Old Lady T-Rex Arms says, We used to use, I wish it would rain or be sunny if we had an emergency situation. Our parents or grandma would come get us wherever we were and no one was the wiser. They always assumed our parents were buzzkills, hence why they were always taking us home. They were overprotective, so it made a little bit of sense. And it kept us looking cool in the eyes of our friends or classmates while getting us out of situations we felt comfortable or unsafe about. That's awesome. I don't know. I And maybe this was just me. I'm such an introvert that I generally just left. Uh, I, I was the complete opposite. I was somebody who was raised, I guess, uh, sheltered a little bit, you know, growing mm-hmm. up Catholic and adhering to those strict rules for a really long time that once I moved into that neighborhood where I had friends that were kind of nearby, I felt a little bit more safe exploring, going out past curfew and pushing boundaries. You know, what's really interesting. I remember when I was in middle school and I wanted to like, I had a crush on a girl. I would get on my bike and I would ride around and I would try to find maybe where her and her friends were hanging out in Mm -hmm. hopes that I could just Mm -hmm. like, roll up to the park and be like what up ladies I wouldn't say that I would probably just drive by like all weird and then they would say something and I'd be like oh, I gotta go see ya Anyways, this is slam on so your alone. brakes and skid in there you know <laughs> leave a little tire track yeah. on the concrete with with a little baseball card you know the one that nobody wanted it's tucked <laughs> into uh, the spokes of your tire your back tire so you're yeah. going to go, rah, 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 rah. 
that's not the sound it made, but you get it. Yeah. You thought it sounded like the beginning of Hot for Teacher, but it actually just sounded like... <laughs> I don't understand nowadays how kids would do something similar because they, they, do, they genuinely don't have to deal with the fear of their parent walking into their bedroom and saying, mm. hey, uh, there's a... There's a girl on the line. Uh, why don't you answer the phone? And you have to pick up the cordless phone that's in your bedroom and hope that mom, dad, or sister are not in the other room just <laughs> listening to you, which is a real thing that has happened. Yeah. No more embarrassment there now that everybody's lucky enough to have their own cell phones. It's just, you know, a lot of emotions go through through kids' minds, you know. Sometimes they're they're really high anxiety sometimes they're really low depression it's a lot of ups and downs it's sometimes good it's sometimes not it's time for ups and down votes with willie and scott i'm gonna flip a coin again oh okay and i swear i swear to you if you win I have, this i have one of each this week do you do you have I the have same one of each good good i'm on a little and... bit of a streak here i'm two in a row Three in a row since oh, we've been doing this game. Since Call I it. am ready, three, undefeated. Two, one, heads. That coin so, is you, I hate you <laughs> so much. <laughs> All right, you know, don't do me dirty like this. I'll see you over at our TikTok to listen to everybody my upvote. I'm gonna try and get Willie's upvote as the first story. That we post so you can see it right away. You don't have to wait. I'm not going to tease it out for a whole week. So my unprecedented <laughs> winning streak is just carrying on. This week in California, hopefully you heard of this, it is poised to become the first state to offer free school lunches to all students. I think that, that deserves a big round of applause and a big uh, side eye from every other state that doesn't have a plan like this already yeah shame on all what 50 49 other states how many are there <laughs> still just 50 we're working on okay. puerto rico but still just 50 yeah shame uh, on you you other 49 i would like to point out that angst one says that just so you know california has a higher population than all of canada so imagine i don't know how many kids make up the population of California, but let's say it's a third, a third of a country as big as Canada is eaten for free. Commie pinko bastards. There are over 6 million students enrolled, and this is from 2020 to 2021 overall enrollment in California. That's incredible. But who's going to pay for it, Willie? We, nobody should have any embarrassment or questions or wonder if a child goes to school, if they get food, this is a win for California. Congratulations. Yeah. I want to, I want you to comment. I want you to email the show. If you think that children should go hungry, just in general, there's at sub for that.com. <laughs> Good luck with our response. My downvote of the week. Oh, you had to, you had to have heard about this because I swear to you, it's maybe my downvote of, the year the willennium the willennium this person <laughs> has unfortunately skyrocketed to infamy 
and I don't believe that they should have any amount of fame. But, and we'll get into it here in a second, but from r slash United Kingdom, there's a link to GQ magazine that says how Andrew Tate built an army of lonely, angry men. Do you know who this is? No, but ironically enough, one of the stories that I was going to make exclusively for our TikTok mentioned that name, and I was like, I have no idea who the fuck this is, so I'm not going to pick that one. <laughs> but I said that if a woman is going out with a man, she belongs to that man. That's his woman. So she wants to do OnlyFans. She owes him some money because she's his. It's not about being property. It's about the fact that she belongs to him and the intimate parts of her body belong to him because they're in a relationship. And if she wants to sell those, he has a stake in those intimate parts of her body. I just want to say that this person, Andrew Tate, is one of the worst human beings, full stop. I'm really glad I have never heard of this person until today. Anybody who's listening to this podcast, the reason why we're discussing him, because uh, he's been the subject of a ton of news this past week, and many people are just saying, just avoid him. It doesn't matter. He is so hurtful and degrading to women and such a negative influence on young men and children that... Women are going around feeling unsafe because there's this incredible toxic masculinity. This guy just needs to go away. Where the F did this guy come from? When did he show up? He's been around for a while. He was a kickboxer and then was invited onto the show Big Brother, to which he was then promptly kicked off of Big Brother, the UK version, quickly into the show because video surfaced of him assaulting his female partner uh was he he has now fled the uk Mm. which is where he's from okay and lives in romania because of charges of assault battery damn and he's still getting platformed by what like as of today videos of him he's not on twitter he's not he's not on any of the social media platforms at this point the big ones they've all put him to the side and said, no, you don't have a place. But his videos, (laughs) exactly. His videos get a ton of circulation because people will spout his content. So he has to date over 11 billion views of videos of him on TikTok. Wow. So you are, are, you should have been swallowed (laughs) person of the day. Well, that guy sucks, but thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Find more of us on our socials, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) 